Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Woo! Merry Christmas from the Nate WrestleMemus Mark. WrestleMemus Pete. Hey, this is episode eight or something. Oh, don't even try. Don't even try and figure out what number we're on. Either way, a merry WrestleMemus. Exactly. I, th- I think, you know, let's not start worrying about numbers <laughs> and things. Let's just enjoy the pure, sweet wrestling. <laughs> I have. I've had a right day of it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll really tell you what, if you haven't, which you say you have, so what I'm saying now is redundant, <laughs> you are going to love this episode. Oh, it's a good one, and I know a lot of you guys have been wanting us to talk about this one, I know that for a fact. A, a, a key moment in the whole development of the Attitude Era. Mm. I think probably the most iconic wrestling moment. I've certainly seen this animated gif about a billion times. Possibly in history. I can't think of one single moment in wrestling that is more... Like, you can conjure it up exactly in your head. And yeah. I think if you said to people, do you remember the time when that bloke was thrown off a cage? They would go, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. And you'd say, do you know Mankind? And they'd go, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, a, a thing that just, I mean, what an insane spectacle. Yeah. What a fantastic, also underrated as a match, put together very, very well. Well, I thought, because I'd only seen him being thrown off and him falling through... So we're talking about Undertaker versus Mankind, Hell in a Cell, King of the Ring, 1998. Thank you for being professional. <laughs> at, the ig- at the igloo in, in Pittsburgh. At the igloo. Have you seen a picture of it from the outside? It's very strange, isn't it? It's like it, a Teletubby house. Yeah, it does look yeah, like an igloo. Yeah, igloo. Uh, often they give these places names, <laughs> and, you, and you go, hmm, that's a good... It can only be an igloo. It's like a massive igloo. <laughs> I thought it was like going to be um, like a, a cable provider called Igloo or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or a telecommunications yeah, company. exactly. That is just an architect who has gone, oh, fuck you, I forgot that one. I've got to do a sports stadium. Literally, have you got a pen? I've got, so I've got, just give me that Fred yeah. Bentos pie. Do you want us to tin. put it back by? No, I've done it now. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that it? Is that it? It's, it's a circle with a door. Are you, are you thinking about that abscess you've got? Yes, it's, <laughs> it's a big abscess that comes out the ground. Um, <laughs> and, and when it's got wrestling in, it's full of full disgusting puffs. Full of disgusting <laughs> filth. Um, so, yeah, I, I, when I saw, when I've seen this in the past, him mm. getting thrown, I thought, 
it was the end of the match. Yeah. It really isn't. That is. It really isn't the, the end of the match. The cleverest thing they did in this. <laughs> because there's a lot of things in this that aren't clever. No. Like getting thrown off the ring, through the cage, all yeah. this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the cleverest thing about it is I vaguely remember seeing this match for the first time on a videotape. Imagine seeing this live. Oh, c- um, oh, can you imagine how can excited? You imagine? I could not imagine how excited I would be. Oh, I, I, also, this would have been what? What is this? Ninety eight. Mm. So this is pretty much before everyone had the internet. Yeah, this was dial up. So if you'd have seen it, you'd have gone to bed <laughs> going, "I saw a man die." <laughs> there was. I was watching the wrestling like normal. It's always been fun. Do you remember Hacksaw Jim Duggan? He was good. Oh. Well, well, tonight I saw a man die. Uh, it is just the... Oh, it's, I mean, it, it's so hard. I thought I'd go back and watch it, mm. and I'd think, oh, you know, it's very, very foolish, this. Mm. And, you know, the argument is, of course, is that this is a point that could never be bettered. Mm. What happened here was just such a, an extreme thing. It, you, how can you top what you saw there. Mm. How can you top it? Someone has to lose... Their head has to come off. They have to They have to get under the cage and it's dropped on them, on their neck, and their head comes off and everyone cheers and goes, woo! What I like about it is that um, The Undertaker did a list with, like, a broken foot. Yes. He's his foot. He's like, well, I'm... Well, basically, uh, Mick, uh, what's going to happen is I can't work very hard because I've broken my foot. So you're going to have to do all the legwork on this one. It's yep. like, what is the legwork of this one? Well... <laughs> the funny thing is, he didn't go into it with a broken foot. He breaks his ankle when he drops down from the cage after Mick Foley's been thrown oh, through he? it. I thought, it, I thought it was a... Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, this ah. is... this is uh, The match itself is full of... I mean, I mean, what's what's interesting about it is Mick Foley talks about it a lot and he's he's gone mm. through it quite bad. Undertaker... Not really at all. No, I've uh, only seen a couple of little clips where he sort of says that he, yeah. So Foley has, has talked about it, that someone has said, oh, how does The Undertaker view this match? Mm. And Foley said, well, The Undertaker doesn't tweet, he doesn't t- ring me, and he doesn't text. Mm. He said, but every time I see him, there's like a shared uh, appreciation we had this moment. Yeah. Which sounds a bit like The Undertaker it just doesn't think about it at all <laughs> and isn't very friendly. Um <laughs> Both men ag- agreed there is, there's a, the first Hell in the Cell match, which took place about eight months before this, right. was at a, a pay-per-view called Bad Blood. Mm. And it was between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Yes. And they'd had a, 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 a part in it where they'd been on the cage roof and they'd been fighting up there. And that was seen as, you know, at the time, no one had seen anything like that. Mm. I mean, you... It you, is tall. You would see things like, you know, <laughs> scaffold matches in the NWA where there was a drop, but mm. there was never anything quite so sort of dynamic mm. as, as what they put on. Undertaker said that's the favourite match of his career. Uh, Mick Foley says that's the best Hell in the Cell match that's ever been done. And lots and lots of people who follow WrestleMe on Twitter were saying we should talk about mm. that match. Um, the reason I didn't is because I think it's this match is, is more key. It's not as good a match, but it's such an iconic moment in wrestling. It, yeah. It's just unbeatable. Um, we also did Undertaker versus Undertaker. So there's a lot of Undertaker <laughs> matches. I know that one seems like we threw a good one away. Um, but So Foley had been talking to Terry <laughs> Funk about this match uh, mm. before it was happening. Of course Terry Funk is involved. Of course <laughs> of course, Terry Funk leaves his shoes oh, inside the ring. I, I, how on. He gets chokeslammed out of his shoes... Up until that point, that sort of thing, oh, he's, he's knocked him out of his shoes. I don't think that ever happened in human history. And then Terry Funk comes along, and the exception that proves the rule, on this great night, he actually makes that saying real. Out of his fucking boots, a 
amazing. Although he's wearing quite horrible trainers. Yeah. Partly, that's because he wasn't expected to, to be out. Yeah, exactly. But when he turns up, I'm like... Yeah, I guess his friends are Foley and he wants to see him die. <laughs> <laughs> they, Foley had been talking with Funk before the match happened mm. and Foley had been saying, I don't know quite what to do to make it better than when Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker fought on the, on the cage roof. Yes. And Terry Funk said, do you know what? Start up on the, on the cage roof because mm. that way you don't have to build to it. You're already up there and people are already excited. Mm. And they talked about what they could do when they were up there. And Funk sort of went, I think they were having a joke at this point. He went, you could, you know, you could just get him to throw you off. And <laughs> they laughed about it and they were like, oh yeah, you know. And Foley said, I just sort of sat there and I, I thought, you know what he said? I think I, I think I can do that. And the thing is, right? He is not, he's a pear shit man. Yeah. Foley is not in any state, really. Um, but he's wonderful and uh, charismatic and he can wrestle and he's brilliant. Yeah. But gravity can only do one thing yeah. it works on weight and yeah. it works on forces. Yeah. Now, if you're a little. You're, if you're Rey Mysterio and you're getting flung off that, your body isn't going to um, experience the same forces as if an 18-stone man gets yeah. thrown off yeah. the, the, the roof of the cage. Well, Foley's often talked about the actual sort of like size of his arse yeah. has been quite helpful for him. It's like a sort of he's padded big cushion. Old, yeah, he's got big old um, thighs, hasn't he? Yeah. And let, let, I mean, he has now had hip replacements and things. Right. There is a price to be paid <laughs> when you're thrown mm. sort of five metres uh, from the sky through a table. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> um, but they, 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 they did this. Vincent Mann had come out and said, said to Mick Foley, have you been up on the roof? Have you given it a try? Mm. And Foley said, yeah, yeah, I have. And he hadn't. <laughs> and he said he would never have done that stunt if he'd have been up there and yeah. realised quite how high it was. Yeah. Undertaker himself was not over-pleased about doing this. Mm. So he'd said, I, I just think, you know, I'm not." he had to be talked into it. He was mm. very sort of keen to say, I think you might die doing this yeah. and I'd, I'm not going to do it. But he agrees. And they kick this thing off. Foley's up there. Undertaker's music hits. And this is the key Undertaker music. We've gone from being just the funereal march. Yeah. They've put a bit of cymbal in. Mm. And there's lightning cracking and stuff. And the Undertaker genuinely seems like a totally different wrestler from the wrestler he's been for the previous five years. Well, he's kind of... Because he sort of morphed... When does he become the Baker kind of character? Because this, this That's, that's around 2000. Right. So this is him really getting that Prince of Darkness thing going yeah. on. And he's now... He's no longer doing that sort of slow, ponderous thing. Mm. He's like a really, really dangerous sort of supernatural shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's just astonishing. Yeah. And this period is really a period where he's he's having astonishing matches every mm. night. Also because of the level of competition he's going up against. And Foley is a key a key example in that. Undertaker, it's really odd when Foley goes off the 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 the, the cage. Yeah. And the first camera misses it. And they have a lot of other cameras that do pick it up. Um Foley goes through that table and he goes he plummets through. He goes so hard that when they cut to him on the floor, the table is on top above of him. him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gone through so hard. He's like defeated, like logic. <laughs> like, the, like the back of the double sort of flips back onto him. Yeah. And, but there's no cardboard boxes in there. No. There's nothing in there. No. He's just been thrown onto the yeah. floor. He's a man who got thrown off a huge height. <laughs> Onto some from some furniture. It's also like I think the first time I've I've ever seen, and you know before and pretty much since. There's a couple I can think of. Randy Orton did one, but they don't move the monitors. So, yeah, are, I mean the monitors must be fake. Surely. The monitors are not fake. 
<laughs> no, they just throw him through through what the table. He just hits his head. Though? Well, the other thing is, I've noticed this: how close the metal guardrail is between the audience mm. and that table. Well, he ends up underneath with his legs underneath the guardrail. I mean, I mean if he'd have gone just another meter across, yeah. he'd have broken in half and died. And that's it. You know, I mean, that is worth getting the pay-per-view for. <laughs> so he goes but walk, over. But walking out and see, like, as you said, he's not been up on top of the cage. Mm. He walks out and he sees that. Imagine looking up there at, your, at that cage going. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, can, can we just do some arm drags? <laughs> <laughs> so over he goes. I mean, it, it's just amazing. The crowd mm. chant Undertaker. There's no, there's no one going Foley, Foley. Um, they've set it up quite well as well in this, where they, they do mention as he comes out, they sort of say, this is, you know, he's also known as Mick Foley, he's from New York. And you're getting this sense of, this is not necessarily storyline. There's yeah, a funny bit. I think maybe just because that's what they're going to have to say. You know, they probably had cards prepared. Mick Foley, who died today. The, uh, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler did not know it was going to happen. Uh, really? I don't, yeah. think, I don't think Vince McMahon knew it was going to happen. Which is why when Foley goes to the table... Funk runs out to essentially go, is he alive? Yeah. Um, and Sergeant Slaughter is mm. out as well. And Sergeant Slaughter said that Vince McMahon, when they were up on top of that roof, Vince McMahon said, I do not like what's going, what's going on here. Can you get down there and just make sure they don't do anything fucking stupid? So Slaughter comes out, then Foley's off the top of the cage. <laughs> There's a clip. So Foley is lying on the floor, and by this point he's dislocated his shoulder. Yes, yeah, he's, he's lying on the floor. And... Vince McMahon comes out and there's just a shot back to him and he looks furious. Furious, but also a bit ashen. I was a bit, I was a bit like... <laughs> oh, he looks, he looks like you've just, you've just sort of gone, you have one employee and that employee has just shot themselves in the cafeteria and it's on your watch and that man is dead and this is going to affect your company. Well, do you remember when, um, I think we spoke about in a previous show on this um, uh, Wrestle Mimoth uh, Christmas run mm. and um, we uh, were talking about um, when <laughs> Batiste... <laughs> Oh. Batista fucks up the um, it's in the Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble yeah. and he, he falls out at the same time as um, John Cena. As John Cena, and so <laughs> you're delighted when it's on you. It is the strangest thing that's ever been caught on camera. It's like, like last night, and I couldn't stop watching it. He runs it. McMahon runs it. Like sort of just that kind of like constipated walk he does. Yeah, and like and then launches himself into the ring. <laughs> tries to stand up, and his legs as he tears his quads, and he's just and his legs fold underneath him, and he's clearly in agony. His heart racing all of the colours drain out of his face and he's angry at Dave, and Dave oh, Batista, imagine Dave Batista going oh my boss is here and he's really angry and he's just torn both of his legs and now he's just sitting in a really he's weird so position angry. he's paralysed himself <laughs> and I am in so much trouble <laughs> I bet Batista was just thinking shall I just kick him in the face and run <laughs> and, and not stop never just, come back just, that's it it was a good run thank you everyone <laughs> all the best oh it's so good oh, oh I couldn't stop watching it god he looks furious when this happens he is <laughs> yeah. fuming so rare that you see on any television someone giving that reaction mm. it, what, what television would you see where someone is genuinely furious well you'd be like but, has to like bite their lip at that moment <laughs> properly great more of that in a bit <laughs> the old biting of the lip yeah, yeah a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Merry Christmas, Carlos. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll see you all next week right here on the New Year's Eve special of Prime Time. That was my Rolex. <laughs> um, so uh, it's it's not something that was planned per se. The mm. wrestlers knew it was going to happen. But Jim Ross in this is also absolutely phenomenal because yeah. his his commentary is absolutely bang on. Yeah. It adds so much to the drama. Mick Foley's talked before about when he plans his matches, mm. he thinks about what Jim Ross might say when he's doing something. Mm. And he kind of goes, I want to give something that would Jim Ross's reaction will just heighten the drama. Mm. And in this, Jim Ross hits a couple of absolutely sort of iconic wrestling phrases. Mm. One of them, he just shouts out, somebody stop the damn match! <laughs> and he says it with such passion. Because, of course, these are all senior execs. You know, yeah. Jim Ross is in charge of you know talent relations. Mm. And they are watching someone who they genuinely think has died. Mm. It's a funny thing about how far wrestling can go. And so... At this point, we're thinking everyone's pushing the envelope. Mm. The wrestlers are pushing the envelope. The management, I think, are cautious and anxious about things like losing advertisers yeah. and losing wrestlers to <laughs> the biggest wrestler of them all, death. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best thing about this match is that Foley then gets up off I the stretcher. So he's on the stretcher. Terry Funk and Sergeant Slaughter and every, and the paramedics are yeah. taking him down thing on, on a stretcher. There's a great little bit as well where the <laughs> ring starts to go up. And yes. Sergeant Slaughter had called for the ring to be lifted because they had medical equipment under the ring, which mm. they thought they might need. Yeah. He forgot that Undertaker was on the roof. <laughs> so he's still on the roof. <laughs> and bearing in mind that Undertaker... 
has no idea what the fuck's going on. No. He's got no way of knowing what the fuck is going An on. An undertaker must think, <laughs> is this just going to go to the top of the roof and crash me? <laughs> <laughs> because I wouldn't put it past him, oh, quite frankly. I, I bet when I get squashed, everyone will be chanting Foley. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it is... Oh, it's amazing. And then Foley coming back off mm. the stretcher dislocated arm it's hanging useless at his side he climbs up the cage I uh, just even the climbing putting oh, all your weight on those arms imagine because there's because wrestlers feet are big like the undertaker's got little shoes but before <laughs> he's got like the bigger shoes clown I think. shoes clown shoes and he and they've got to you've got to put all of the pressure on your um, upper upper half because you otherwise you can't really yeah yeah you're, and you're he not, manages to get up manages to scrabble his way up in agony. The noise of the crowd <laughs> as it builds, yeah. as they just go, what have we just... We've just seen, A, the best thing ever. B, it's not over yet. <laughs> they get up to the to, to the roof again. They start fighting, and Undertaker chokeslam Mick Foley. And what happens is, <laughs> the ring, the cage roof just gives way. So, right. This was... You know, you, you, you look at what happens when he, when he falls. It was clearly... Planned. It was clear that was clearly planned, surely, because the clips just fall at that moment. They've not, not used that part of the ring before. Either way, it's incredible. But the way he goes through, I think they were expecting it to go gradually. Let's say because he goes straight through the fucker. He may as well have just thrown him off again. Yeah. Onto the floor. There are two things about that. <laughs> One is Foley has always said. That was absolutely accidental. He was supposed to take a choke slam on the roof, mm. and what happened was he went straight through it. There's one thing that lends a lot of uh, veracity to what Foley is saying. Earlier on, before he goes off the first time, they're walking across the cage. And they do fall through And a bit. one of the bits gives way at the side. Yeah. And I think it is just a case of it was not that well constructed <laughs> because they didn't know it was going to be essentially, what it, What must it be, nearly 500 pounds worth of man up mm. there uh, running around, being heavy, jumping. Well, well, Foley sort of said that he, if he took it the chalk slam like he usually would take it, like mm. off the ground... He would have landed on his neck. And, yeah. You know, he, he, he says he, but... he, he took the worst choke slam of his career. Mm. And had he not taken the worst choke slam of his, his career, he probably would have been dead. Yeah. That, that's his and, belief. And the Undertaker would have been on top of him, presumably. Yes. Well, if he wasn't standing on the supports. Foley goes through. Ooh. This one is much worse. It's the worst of the two falls. It injures Foley much more badly. Mm. Uh, he hits the, 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 the ring. It, blood just comes out of his mouth. He is given a concussion. Mm. He's briefly unconscious. The chair hits him in the face. The chair comes down after him and hits him as well as a final hilarious rebuke from God for daring <laughs> to try and get up among the angels. <laughs> and Undertaker, who they refer to right at the start as the Black Angel, never used again. Um, he jumps down, breaks his own ankle. <laughs> well, you see, he lands funny and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> Furious. <laughs> oh, I... I, I <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know, I've, I've got hurt in this match, <laughs> Mick. I've, I've got really Mick. hurt. <laughs> this is beyond the pill, mate. This is bullshit, mate. <laughs> um, so, Undertaker comes down, and again, everyone comes in. Terry Funk gets uh, a great choke slam. Oddly, <laughs> Undertaker shows. gives him, he's quite gentle with him as he 
does it. So God knows how Funk's shoes explode off him. <laughs> but I did, I did sort of think, I don't think now is the time to start going, I'm a very gentle, safe wrestler. It's, you know, Foley rolls over to a corner, his tooth has come out through his nose. Yeah, well, it's, it's come out through his lip and it's in his nose. And it's just, and like, the Undertaker, I think, said that he thought it was a bogey. <laughs> it was his tooth. And there's that, that is quite an iconic sort of camera angle because camera goes in really close. It really is. And he looks back and he's just laughing. He's just got. Ah. It, it's it, it, for me that is the moment that makes Mick Foley a truly bankable great star. Yeah. Uh, until that point, I mean, he'd been he'd been good. People mm. liked him. He hadn't quite found what it was about him. And in this, you just go. You've always said that you're insane. Mm. You've always said that you're hardcore, mm. and you've proved it beyond a shadow of a doubt <laughs> by sitting there with your tooth gone through your lip, up your nose, you're turning around and you're laughing. Um, it, it was such an important match for him mm. because I think for the first time, they chant Undertaker during this match, but mm. the only thing that you remember afterwards is Mick Foley. Everything yeah. he does. And I think it was one of the first times where people didn't sort of go, oh, he did the best moves. Mm. They went, he took the worst punishment. Mm. He did the things that are difficult. It's not that Undertaker is particularly good at this. He's a great wrestler. But in the context of it, you don't watch it and go, Undertaker is really good at wrestling. Mm. You look at it and you go, Mick Foley is an unbelievable performer. And and, and also, like just stuff like the... Um... Like after that, Mick Foley tries to pick up some stairs. Yes, <laughs> he tries to pick up some stairs, but he surely can't take it. So the Undertaker attacks him with it. Yeah, and, and there's, then, a, there's and, a funny bit as it goes on where Jerry Lawler sort of starts doing some bits about storyline, where he'll go, "Well, I mean, if M- mankind's going to go to Paul Bearer's house, and it's a bit like, yeah, not now, <laughs> King. Secondary. We, we, we've, we've moved on. <laughs> the business has moved on in this match. Okay, let's try I'm and try to tie keep this up. in. I'm trying to tie this in. Ah, uh, just amazing. Um, <laughs> Then Mick Foley uh, brings out a bag of 10,000 thumbtacks. <laughs> Doesn't he sit a slaughter? He goes, uh, where are the tacks? <laughs> where are the tacks? The whole way through, uh, Undertaker is talking to the referee. <laughs> and the only thing he's saying is he's constantly saying, is he still alive? <laughs> he's saying, is he all right? Is he, is he, you know, does he seem obviously brain damaged? <laughs> constantly asking. The thumbtacks come out. And this is, again, it, it, uh, you know, a, a revolutionary moment in, in so far as this goes. This is believed, this is certainly the first time thumbtacks were ever used in the WWF. Not used on many occasions. Right. This is probably, it's either the first or second time they're ever used in a wrestling ring in the US. Okay. So Foley is breaking ground, continually showing you stuff you've never seen. Considering he hits The Undertaker twice in the match, or yeah. three times, every single piece of abuse that he takes is unique mm. at that point. No one has ever seen anything like it. Mm. Um, finally, he ends up going onto the thumbtacks himself. He's tombstoned and the match is over. Mm. Goes back afterwards and he is slightly out of it. And so The Undertaker sees him backstage and Mick Foley says to him, uh, can you do me a favour? Can you tell me, did we use the thumbtacks in the match? <laughs> and The Undertaker, apparently, not even sort of like, ha-ha, The Undertaker really sternly goes, Mick, look at your arm. And it's just <laughs> metal. <laughs> He's got a metal arm. Mick, stop. <laughs> you are a fucking liability, mate. Yeah. I just like that, um, apparently, when he was, um, when he was, uh, I was just covering thumbtacks in the ring. Because mm. um, I was thinking, hang on, how did they get in the ring? Oh, yeah, he fell through it. He fell through into the ring and landed on it and his tooth went through his face. Um, <laughs> um, he's sort of like um, when they sort of going right. We're going to get a stretcher for you, and then he asks. He covers his he covers his mouth with his arm. 
because he doesn't want to see people that he's talking to anybody. Mm. And he sort of covers his arm and he sort of says, uh, have I been on a stretcher before in this match? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking out of it. Oh, I, I mean, I, I cannot imagine if any one of the things that happened to Mick Foley in that match at any point happened to me, <laughs> I probably would, would be unconscious for two or three years. If someone just got a bag of thumbtacks out, I'd, I'd just collapse. Be like, <laughs> They're not going anywhere near me. <laughs> Gross. Asking the Undertaker if you've used thumbtacks. Yeah, no, you, yeah, there's none on you. Even if Jerry, <laughs> if Jerry Laura said, he's broken in half at me, I'd be like, oh, oh God. I'd probably faint and never wake up. <laughs> then Lawler would move in. <laughs> the, um, that's, that's not true. <laughs> Vince McMahon approached Mick Foley afterwards and he, he said, you have no idea how much I appreciate what you've just done for this company, but I never want to see anything like that again. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, I mean, there, there really wasn't anything it, like it again. Save it to the to the you know the post. Just save it to next week or something. Just don't do it when he's getting <laughs> giving him up. a dressing down. <laughs> Mick, I appreciate everything, but that was really, really, really unprofessional. We have a wellness program, and that was not wellness <laughs> in the slightest. Yeah, it's. I mean, it really is brilliant. Jim Ross was was uh, talking about it. I think on the must have been the twentieth anniversary mm. uh, I mean it would be the 30th now yeah um, but Jim Ross was saying if that match had happened today it would have been over uh, in the first minute right when he'd have come off there, there is no way it would have continued they just simply would not have let someone who was clearly that injured mm. continue in a predetermined bout of sports entertainment <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Foley mentioned that when he rang home his wife had been watching it on pay-per-view and she was just in tears. And she said, you have to retire. You can't do this. What, we, mm. what are you doing? Uh, he ends up retiring in 2000. And right. his final match is a Hell in the Cell with Triple H. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, where they bring the cage down on his neck so his head rolls off. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, he goes through the cage uh, roof again hmm. uh, in, a, in a mirror of, of what happened here. But they uh, rigged it in such a way that he was able to more... It was more controlled. Right. There was no sense of it just being chaotic. Um, what this did do for Mick Foley, though, is it made him a superstar. And it made people want to see him wrestle. Mm. Because when you saw Foley, you didn't know what you'd end up getting. Yeah. Yeah. And so he becomes so popular that they make him the WWF champion. Without this match, Foley would never have been the champion. Yeah. And he was so popular that when, uh, during the Monday Night Wars, Eric Bischoff, uh, it was a pre-recorded uh, episode of Raw that yes. Foley wins the belt on. And Eric Bischoff said, don't bother turning over to see Raw right now. Uh, they're pre-recorded and Mick Foley wins their belt. Um, that's going to put asses in seats, mm. he said ironically. And there was a huge switch over because everybody loved Mick Foley. Mm. Um, people respect the fact that he works that hard, that he put his body on the line, that he just, he had, you can't say there's been anyone in wrestling who has had more demonstrative passion than Mick Foley has. Yeah. Because... He's a wrestling fan. Because, well. because you can show that match. Mm. Who else has ever done that much for one match? I don't know how you... But again, I think you just said it before, it was actually quite hard for the um, organisation to climb down from that. Excuse yeah. my turn of phrase. No, no, absolutely. Like, where do you go after that? It sets the bar too high. Mm. Because how do you, how do you trump that 
event. How mm-hmm. do you? How do you? How do, how can you go anywhere? Yeah. You can't. And the problem is, if you try, then you're putting yourself in great danger. Mm. And what you do see after this, so '98 is really where the attitude era kicks off, where it's become for adults. What you see from 1999, probably to about 2001, is you do see people trying to top this. And by and large, what it does is it it makes wrestling like a really horrible, nasty sort of bear baiting almost, mm. where human bodies are expendable mm. and people will do ridiculous, stupid things because, you know, for the pop. Yeah. Um, I, I, this match is is unique in that it's so, so awful, if you like, but it still has perfect wrestling psychology through, they tell a story. Yeah. They tell an amazing story and it was life-changing for Mick Foley. I think in, obviously physically, but also in the way that his career ultimately progressed. He's, uh, it, it is an amazing match. I, 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 every time I watch it, and I've seen it a few times over the years, probably a dozen, you know, 15, 20 times, mm. every time I watch it, I go in going, I know I really enjoy this match. And every time I watch it, I go, I knew I enjoyed it, but I didn't know I enjoyed it that much. I think it's just, <laughs> it's just absolutely fantastic. Um, Did they use the tax? <laughs> <laughs> Mick Foley himself, and this is absolutely, the other good thing about Mick Foley, of course, is if he was just some fucking lunatic. Yeah then you would just go, well, he didn't know what he was doing and he was just absolutely simple. Mm. He's really super intelligent yeah. and really articulate. And that makes what he does seem... Even un- more unbelievable. Yeah, doesn't it? He kind of knows the risks because he's not it? mad. Yeah, and, and it makes it seem like he's doing it for something that you and I cannot understand, mm. which is the pure passion and art of a craft that only he and a few select other people perform. Um, he, he was talking about this on the anniversary and it's just the perfect sum up because Mick Foley is so good at thinking and talking. Um, and he said, I think I created a moment that was impossible to top and I think I created a moment that shouldn't be topped. I think that's, you know, oh, Beautiful. man, he's just the best. I he love really Mick Foley, is. absolutely yeah. love him. I've, uh, I've got a signed socko. Have you actually? That's hilarious. Brilliant. Um, Right, well, we'll be back uh, in a couple of days' time with more WrestleMemus fun. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly have, and I enjoyed watching the match as well. Yeah. This is the first time I've actually seen it in full. That is is the the entire thing as well. Don't, uh, you know, just get out there and watch these matches. Mm. We we are going to be talking over the course of this series about some that are unwatchable, but they are still key moments, and they're worth seeing, even if you think you've seen them recently. Mm. Like, you probably think, oh, I know Hell in the Cell really well. Go back and watch it. It will just, it will blow your Terry Funk shoes off. (laughs) 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 WrestleMemus Mark. WrestleMemus B! Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.